Hi, hello, how's it going? My name is Maria, and today I'm going to be your host for this segment of We Want the Crowd in Tears When They Hear This, the podcast. So, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are staying safe. I know um, we have a couple of listeners, uh, my teachers. Hi, Chris. Hi, Isa. If you're watching, if you're listening to this, thank you so much uh, for taking your time to just listen to our thoughts. Um, I don't know. I just, I really want to continue with this podcast even bef- uh, after the deadline for our Genius Hour project that entailed just creating this podcast. I really want to continue to do it and maybe make it into something a little bit more professional in the future. I don't know. So, yeah. Um, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about something that concerned me and still concerns me uh, from what I've seen the last couple of days uh, around me and it's the fact that people seem to not have learned anything during this quarantine period about empathy about solidarity and the importance of realizing that in this world we can't be individualistic we are interdependent human beings who quite frankly literally depend on others so that this virus situation goes away so yeah, I'll be exploring my thoughts, not, not really have anything planned, I jotted down a couple of notes, but um, I don't have a script or anything, so I'll, I'll just go with the flow uh, for this episode. I also read a little bit from the New York Times opinion section on this, um, on this topic, so maybe I can pull a little bit from that, but it's mostly just me talking, so <laughs> enjoy enjoy the episode and without further ado let's get started so um i think i'm gonna call this episode stop overlooking your privilege and it's mostly because um in my city and seeing people around me um social media accounts and stories i've just been seeing a lot of indifference uh regarding the current situation as people just begin to completely ignore movement restrictions, social distancing measures, sanitation measures. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people just gathering with their friends at their houses, having little like reunions where they gather around to drink like it was a normal Friday night. Last Friday, I saw a lot of people's stories just simply um, having a normal like caída, which is basically just a reunion um, that people normally used to have with their friends back when we were in quarantine just to drink have fun a little like mini party scene and they're having it right now in quarantine and I understand that people might be frustrated that they aren't seeing their friends that they can't go out to drink on Friday nights like they used to that they can go party and hang out with their friends, I understand, believe me, I also miss that part of my life, but I don't think that it's an actual reason, an actual valid reason to go out and break the social distancing measures, Um, some people argue that, yes, I haven't gone out, Um, I haven't moved out of my house from, for like, the past two months so if I'm seeing my friends directly from my house to their house I don't think there should be any problem and okay I get that 
I haven't left my house in two months too, and I'm still not going out or seeing anyone else apart from my direct family that lives in my home because I find it completely irresponsible and disrespectful. Now, this is just my opinion. I'm just stating my opinion here. It's my podcast, but I just needed to get this out there because I think more people would benefit to hear from it. Um, being in quarantine is a huge privilege. I mean, I'm talking about um, when I refer to they or like when I'm talking, I'm referring to the people at my school. I go to a private school uh, where I live in Quito and most of the kids there obviously have all their needs covered they have a lot of facilities I mean they have a lot of like I don't know I don't know what's the word in English I'm sorry <laughs> my first language is Spanish but they have a lot of things um, at the tip of their fingers and I can't believe that even during this period of quarantine, they haven't learned to ground themselves and check their privilege. Um, many people in our country, around the world, world, essential workers, don't have the opportunity to stay at home. I mean, think about it. Some people literally have to leave their homes and risk their lives by working in the market, by working as a doctor, by working as cleaning staff in hospitals and offices that are still being used. Um, they have to use public transportation because how else are they going to get to their jobs? They are literally going out every day, risking their lives just to get a little bit of money to provide for their families, to get something to eat every day, to pay for their rent. I mean, the world hasn't, the world systems haven't stopped uh, because of the coronavirus, people still need these essential workers. They are doing the essential jobs to keep our world running. I mean, they keep our hospitals running, they keep the economy running, they make sure that um, places in which people are inhabiting right now, where people are working in right now, are clean and safe. And they can't afford to stay home. I mean, for economic reasons, for solidarity reasons maybe some of those essential workers could say no i don't want to go outside i don't want to go work i don't want to risk my life uh for the sake of for the sake of just doing my work as an essential worker um saving lives as a doctor protecting people's lives as a cleaning staff person or any and really anything a transportation uh driver I mean, these people literally do not have the luxury like you have to stay at home. And it's not like... I've also heard that many people compare quarantine as being in prison. Like, being in prison. (laughs) And I think that is the most unrealistic comment I've ever heard. I mean, for my... I've never been into prison. But... I've read about it, I've watched documentaries about it, I've watched shows about it, and although, yes, cinematography tends to change things to portray them in the TV screen, but you still get the general feel of what prison is like, and let me tell you that quarantine is nothing like prison. I mean, 
if you're in quarantine, now again, I'm referring to the people who live in my environment, who go to my school when I say when you. So when you are in quarantine, firstly, you are in your home, you're with your family. Now, I don't know your situation with your family. Maybe you have a bad relationship with your family members. I don't know. But for the most part, if you're at my school, you probably have a good living situation in terms of having your needs covered. Uh, you have a bed to sleeping. You have a bathroom. You have a kitchen. You have food. You have water. You have shelter. You have warmth. You have all the commodities that you need to survive during a pandemic in the commodity of your own home. Just think about that. Like, it sounds simple. But it's really not. Like, there are many people. What? Think about homeless people. Think about all those people that literally do not have a home to go to and literally have to risk their lives. Out on the street, where people go about their days, people who can't afford to stay home go about their days and maybe are propagating the virus and they can't hide from it because they literally don't have a place to hide it from. Hide from it. I mean... You're in your home, yeah, it's it's stressful that, um, sorry, I just dropped something. It's stressful not being able to go out, not being able to see your friends, not being able to go out to get food, to, I don't know, go to school. Yeah, I miss school too, but, I mean, you can't survive perfectly without going out. I mean, look, you have all your meals covered three times a day or even more. You can order food. You can watch TV. You don't even have to put your education on hold during this pandemic. Imagine the people who go to public school, even in our own country, in Ecuador. People who go to public school most likely don't have access to devices. They have to literally do the schoolwork listening to the radio for instructions on their assignments watching the TV in the ministry channel, listening for what they have to do to complete their studies. And some people don't even have access to that. They don't have access to radio. They don't have access to a TV. I don't even think they have access to their school supplies to continue their studies. And here you are, a privileged kid who has access to their schooling via Zoom, via all of the platforms that we use to get our assignments done. You can contact your teachers anytime. You still have contact with your friends. You can watch Netflix whenever you want. I mean, I don't I really don't understand how you compare you could compare that to being in prison where you are constantly subject to maltreatment, uh poor living conditions, uh poor eating conditions for sanitary conditions. I mean, prisons are one of the most prominent hotspots for this virus to be in. And you're in the commodity of your home, being safe, being warm, and you're complaining about not being able to see your friends, not being able to go out. Yes, it hurts because, I mean, no pain is too small and no pain is too big. I understand we all have different situations and that's valid. But that doesn't mean that you can ignore your privilege completely. 
Um, I mean, you miss your friends. I get that. I miss my friends too. I miss going out. I miss partying. I miss having these caídas. But that doesn't mean I'm gonna go out and completely ignore the situation around me just for the sake of I want to live before I die. Yes, we all want to live before we die, but we're gonna die if you go out and you completely disregard the coronavirus. The coronavirus does not discriminate. Unlike all of the systems in our world, the coronavirus can literally happen to anyone of any age and they can have and it can have fatal consequences. It doesn't matter if you're in an age risk group, it doesn't matter if you don't if you have a health disease or not. I mean, you never know what the coronavirus and no matter how much money you have, no matter how much um, access to a medical attention you have, you can still suffer fatal consequences from your careless going out during a fucking pandemic. Okay, I'm sorry. I just said that word, but it's true. And, I mean, I was talking with my best friend who I post this podcast with the other day. And we were talking about how these people literally are not only going out, but they're posting about it on social media, um, in their stories. They're drinking from the same bottles when you know that the virus propagates through spit, saliva, droplets. And it's just like, wow. I mean, how can you be so unaware of your privilege? Like, not only are you are you breaking the law, like literally breaking the law by going out to see your friends during a fucking sanitation emergency, but you're also posting about it on social media like you're bragging. And maybe you, you don't post about it thinking that, like, oh, I'm going to brag it to all my followers that I can go out and see my friends. Maybe that doesn't go through your mind. But you're doing doing it unconsciously. I mean, not only are there people also wanting to see their friends, but you're kind of making fun of people, of the situation. I mean, people are dying in the streets. Just in Guayaquil, people cannot afford to give their dead a proper funerary ceremony, proper burial ceremony. They have to leave them out in the streets. People don't have medical attention. People are homeless. People need to literally go out into this virus-infected world we live in, risk their lives to get some money, to get some food on the table. And you are literally going out, breaking the restrictions just to drink and make everything seem like it's normal. We're not living in normal. We are not living in the same world we lived in two months ago, at least in Ecuador. We're not. I can't believe that people still believe (laughs) that just because they have money, just because they have access to all their needs, just because they think that it's not going to happen to them, that they can do whatever they want during this quarantine period. Even see their friends, share bottles, post it on social media. It's crazy. I mean, haven't we learned anything about empathy? Not only empathy for those, well, 
I don't think that we should even consider this, but empathy for those people who want to go out with their friends but can't because their parents don't let them, can't because they have too much of, I mean, they feel too much guilt going out to see their friends during the situation, partying like it's normal, and it's not. Not only empathy for those people, because, I mean, they don't even, like, need that empathy because they are in the commodity of their homes, hiding from this virus in total safety, but empathy for the people that need to go out every day, empathy for essential workers, empathy for people that literally cannot afford to stay home like you can, and although you have all of the facilities to stay home comfortably, you decide to go out, you decide that it's more important to drink with your friends during a pandemic, not caring about the propagation of the virus, yeah, maybe you haven't gone out in two months from your house and your friends haven't either, so it's safe to gather around with your friends. But what if your mom went out one day to the grocery store and you're an asymptomatic virus care carrier and you have just passed it on to all of your friends, to their families? You don't know everyone's home situation, whether someone lives with their grandma. Or if their parents have a disease that they can put that can, that can put them at extreme risk. What if someone has an asthmatic asthmatic sister? What if you have fatal consequences about this virus? Like, don't you even care about yourself? I know it sounds a bit harsh, but I'm just frustrated that people really don't check their privilege. Like, why would you overlook a, your privilege during a pandemic? Like, the virus does not discriminate. You can be affected. Your family can be affected fatally. And it's concerning. It's concerning um, that people really seem to not have learned anything from this period of quarantine. Of seeing how a virus that started in China, an extremely remote place from where I live in, Ecuador, I mean, a tiny country in South America, thousands of thousands of thousands of miles away from China, and still got here. People are dying from, dying from it here. I mean, so bad that we have been in quarantine for two months, and we might be in quarantine for two months more. Um, I just had to recollect my thoughts for a little while there. But essentially, I think it's important for me to talk about this. If somehow one of the people from my school, one of the people have gone out that have gone out and seen their friends or had their friends over during quarantine sees this, please check your privilege. Please realize that the virus does not discriminate, that it could happen to you, it can happen to your family. It can happen to your brother, your mom, your dad, your grandpa, your grandma, anyone. I mean, can't you see that you are so lucky to be staying at home? You are so lucky that you have food on the table three times a day, even more. That you're so lucky that you can finish your high school experience, that you can continue with your education even during a virus pandemic situation, 
can't you see that because you don't have to go out to school, you don't have to go out to work, your parents can work remotely from home, most of them, that's a huge privilege. That's a huge privilege that many people, especially in marginalized, poor communities, do not have. Most of these people, they have to go out to work. They have to put their lives on the line. They have to be first responders. They have to be cleaning staff. They will have to work in transportation facilities. They cannot afford to stay home like you do. And that's when you see that the pandemic has really highlighted the inequality that exists in this world, how the systems that are built into society are built to benefit those with privilege because there is no protection for essential workers. Many don't even have masks to work in. Many don't have gloves to work in. Many don't have the sanitation procedures available to them when they go out to work. They literally have to go out and face the virus by themselves outside their home without access to food, sanitation, warmth, commodities, anything. There's a line from this article from the New York Times opinion section. Uh, The article is called, When Coronavirus Quarantine is Class Warfare Recommended. It's a short article, but really puts everything into perspective and also adds to what I wanted to say. But there's, uh, in the final lines of the article, if I can find it, um, yeah, in the final lines of the article, it says, it's contradictory, but during a pandemic, consensuous isolation is actually a social act, one that protects others by flattening the outbreak curve. If we were if we're mindful, the same logic can apply to world to a world where more of us are remote. Social distancing doesn't have to mean distancing ourselves from our shared humanity. And that's the end of the article. That last line just hits so hard. Just because we're social distancing, just because you're not living the same struggles that other people who have to go out every day living just because you are literally living living a dream life in the commodity of your home just because you can't see other struggles others pain other situation how people are suffering how people are dying how people who have not taken this virus seriously have really suffered the vast consequences of it just because you haven't experience that firsthand doesn't mean that you should ignore the fact that this virus is deadly and that people depend on you to stop going outside, to stop possibly propagating the virus for it to stop, for people to be saved, for this quarantine situation to be over and for the virus to go away as soon as possible. I'll say it again because I think it's just an important line. It says, Social distancing doesn't have to mean distancing ourselves from our shared humanity. I mean, 
if there's something I've learned during this virus situation period, it's that the world depends on one another, depends on international collaboration, depends on human collaboration to make things work, to make a vaccine, to stop the propagation of the virus, for people to stop traveling, for people to start taking these measures seriously. Because, I mean, we can't ignore humanity anymore. We can't put empathy on the side. We have to be extremely, extremely empathetic. We must have solidarity with each other. I mean, yes, you want to live before you die. YOLO, you know, you only live once. I mean, I can go out and see my friends. Why shouldn't I? It's not dangerous. We never know about that. And you don't have to brag about your privilege, even though you may not be directly bragging. You don't have to overlook your privilege. Don't overlook your privilege. Don't brag about your privilege. Stop going out with your friends during this period. You miss them. I get it. I miss it. I miss my friends too. But that is not an excuse for you to think that you are immune to the virus. If you are immune to all the consequences that can happen because of it. That does not mean that you can simply go about your days thinking that it's not going to happen to you because it will. I mean, it, <laughs> okay, that was really blunt. It, it's not 100% certain that it will happen to you. But if you don't take care of yourself, it maybe will. And you don't want to see the consequences of that because you're making bad decisions. I think at this point I'm just repeating myself. But I can't stress it enough. I mean, you want to live once, you want to go out before you die. But you can't do that if you're dead. <laughs> I mean, it sounds stupid, it sounds confusing, but it's true. So, again, take everything I say with a grain of salt. This is just my opinion, but I think people should really reconsider before going out and thinking that their social socializing needs are above those of the rest of the world, of the rest of our community, of the rest of our city, the rest of our country that are making a conscious effort of stopping the propagation of the virus, of eliminating the virus and making sure our country can go up and running again, but because of you ignoring all the restrictions, regulations, that make sure that everyone is safe. Because of that, many people won't be able to go out and live like you are doing. And that's kind of selfish. Stay home so that you and the entire world can go out much more quickly than we expect. So yeah, I mean, that's the end of my episode. Kind of a brain dump, kind of repeating myself a lot. But I just need to get this off my chest. Because I found it really disturbing. Really disturbing how people seem to have not learned anything during this period of time. Um, 
We're in quarantine. It's hard. We all miss going outside. We all miss our friends. I'm currently about to graduate high school. I miss going to school. I am very sad that I'm not going to be able to finish my high school experience like I always envisioned it to be, you know, high school musical style and everything. <laughs> but it is what it is. <laughs> and I'm not going to go out and risk people's lives, risk my family's lives, risk my life, and completely be a selfish person just because I am missing out on my experience and I don't care if people miss out on their lives in the future because at least I'll be getting my experience. Um, I just think that type of thinking is awful and it should stop. Uh, during quarantine, take this time to work on yourself. Take this time to look after yourself. Take this time to learn, to expand your knowledge. Think about watching some videos about something that you wanted to learn for some time. Learn a new instrument, learn a new skill, work out, try some yoga, try some meditation, try cooking, try baking, try reading, try cleaning your space. There are a lot of things that you can do during this period. Reconnect with your friends, call out old friends, reconnect with your family members, mend your relationships. There is a lot you can do during this period, and it's not necessary. It's necessary. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> it's not necessary for you to completely ignore that we are all in this together. And just because of your privilege, you think that no, we're not. And it's just you and your friends against the world. Newsflash, it isn't. Stop being selfish. Stop thinking that you're the only person going through this quarantine situation. And again, <laughs> just to end up the episode with this great line. Social distancing doesn't have to mean distancing ourselves from our shared humanity. I'll leave you at that. Uh, thank you so much for listening to another episode of We Want the Crowd and Cheers When They Hear This, the podcast uh, with yours truly. Today, your host was Maria Delgado. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, we don't have an upload schedule yet, but I think it's just going to be a matter of uh, when our creativity block kind of stops and we decide on where when it is uh, productive to upload each week or maybe every two weeks um, this time it's uh, this time around it's going to be individual episodes just because we can't see each other <laughs> I mean we can but we're deciding not to because we're not gonna ignore privilege but yeah so thank you so much for listening and Hope to see you soon in another episode. Thank you so much. And one last final thing. Please stay safe. Stay at home. Um, as my teacher, Isa Green, says, <laughs> be good, be safe, and make smart choices. I'll see you probably next week because I have a lot on my mind these days and I want to share it with you. So, yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs>